Hey everyone, it is me, Chris Birch, the Saturday eighth grade pastor, and I'm super excited to be here. Uh, first of all, thank you, Kevin, for letting me speak. That's awesome to come and see you guys in this second week of the series, Identity Crisis. And today, we are going to be talking about what is our purpose. What a big question that is. What is our purpose? But first, I want to ask you uh, a, a question here. If you had to describe yourself to someone, what would you say? What are some things you would say? Uh, ginger. Okay, we got someone back there that says ginger. Got some, some of you guys aren't even talking. You love Jesus? Thank you, Gary. Anyone else? Okay, what if you had to describe the person next to you? Could you do that just looking at them? A lot more. All right. If I had to describe myself, it'd be 6'2". Uh, I love Clemson. Love Jesus. I forgot to put him number one. I love Jesus. Uh, I'm a 7th, 8th grade pastor. I love my job. Some of you came from my ministry, and hopefully you're doing well. We'll see. And so we have this idea of like, but who are we? If I were to take all these things that were describing you and put them into a magical blender, and I turned it on, and what popped out, would it be you? Would this thing come out? So today we're kind of going out on talking about this idea. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Because all these things, describing yourself and talking about, that's good. But is that what I'm supposed to do? How, what am I supposed to do with this? So we're diving in today, uh, and we're going to be talking through Matthew 22, 34 through 40. If you guys have your Bible, you can stick to that. If you've got your phone, look it up. There's Bibles back there. You can grab it. But we'll be sticking on this, and I'll be diving around doing some hermeneutics all about that. So stay with me. But what happened in verse 34, Jesus is speaking. But uh, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, with his reply, they met together to question him again. So before we even get in, there was something that happened before this. And it was a Sadducee versus Jesus in a debate, a question. This man was trying to challenge Jesus on something. So we look at this idea, what, what, what is the Sadducee's purpose? What were they trying to prove by questioning Jesus? So we look at the Sadducees and we take a study, if you look into it, uh, they only accepted the authority of the first five books of Moses, which are? This is your problem now, not mine, Kevin. The first five books of the Bible are? Genesis. Good job, guys. I also wrote this down, though, just to make sure I said it right. You were correct. So those are the first five books of the Bible, and that's only what they believed. So back in the day, this is it. This is all they believed. Now, they, and we know this because of Acts uh, 23.8, for the Sadducees say there is no resurrection or angels or spirit, but the Pharisees believed in all these things. So the Sadducees had often challenged the Pharisees to prove their point. Prove to us that their doctor, like they could prove that there was resurrection. Prove it. And of course, the Pharisees, they were not too successful of doing this sometimes. Just like us, sometimes we're trying to prove our point to other people. Sometimes it doesn't go so well. So we look 
that the Sadducees are having this discussion with Jesus, and they, they had this crazy question because for Sadducees, it was all about their name. How can I make myself great? How can the Birch legacy be passed on? How can the nunnery name be passed on? So they had a question for him, uh, and this is found in Deuteronomy 25. Uh, I got the end of it because it's one of my favorite passages. I just found this, Deuteronomy 25, 9 through 10. I'll get there into a second because it's the end of it. It's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, Jason, can I see your sandal real quick? Yes, thank you. I'll get there in a second. So they're asking Jesus this question, like, Jesus, if a man gets married, so believe this or not, ladies, uh, if you get married uh, to a man and he dies, bad news bears, you lose everything. All your property's gone, but if he has a brother, you can now have a baby with him and your property is safe. Amen, right? Amen. Thank goodness there's laws for this. There are laws. Now, they're like trying to really disprove this. So they're like, okay, Jesus, what if that brother dies, and then that brother dies, and that brother dies, and it literally says it goes on seven times. So one day she dies, goes to heaven. Who's, whose husband is she? Because they're trying to fool him into this idea. And if you read uh, Exodus, we find this out. The widow must walk over and to the presence of the elders, pull off the sandals from this foot, and spit in his face. Then he must declare, this is what happens to a man who refused to provide his brother with children. Even afterwards, uh, he'll be known, referred to as the family of the man whose sandals was pulled off. So it was all about their name. And being embarrassed could not happen. That could not happen. Thank you, Jason. You will be known as the man that gave up the sandal. So you could not be embarrassed. So their, their whole idea was like, Jesus, well, when we die, then what's going to happen? Because our names have to be passed on. And they're trying to fool them. Their true heart and intention was not to get to know God. It wasn't to grow. It wasn't to love. It was to prove that they were right and their names will be passed on. Jesus, in verse 29, quickly says, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. This is Jesus Christ telling them this. And the crazy thing is, the Sadducees, they could repeat every word in the first five books of the Bible. And he is telling them, you do not know the scripture. Which is crazy. And he keeps going, and he quotes even more scripture at them that they know. So he goes to Exodus 6, 3. He's referring to uh, God, Yahweh. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face, and he was afraid to look at God. And he was quoting that at them. There's something cool in the scripture. If you read this, uh, if you're looking at this, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are all dead. But if you look at this, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. It did not say, I was the God of Abraham. So he's even letting them know they have not passed. They might have passed here, but they are with me, the Father. And so then they get shooed off. So you can imagine now, the Pharisees are sitting there, they leave, and the Pharisees are now like sitting there like, this is our time to go and talk to him. This is our time to ask Jesus another question. So you can imagine, Pharisees are all gathered up one-on-one -on -one with Jesus, then Jesus drops this truth bomb, it was probably something like this.
And that's Jesus. He's pretty much sitting there. He's like, yes, I know. All right, this is the truth. And then the Pharisees are like, okay, now it's our turn. Let's ask this man a question. And so he goes up to him and he's like, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Is that a fair question? Yeah? You're kind of hesitant, right? Because you're like, I know if I say anything, he's going to jump on me. That is a fair statement because I am ready, okay? I have studied for this. So you got to ask this. He's asking this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And he is also trying to trick Jesus into an answer. But if we read in Mark 12, 28, it talks about this one Pharisee. One of the teachers of the religious law was standing there listening to the debate, listening to the debate between the Sadducees and Jesus. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? So with this, we can truly, we read, and I, Chris Birch's opinion, really believe he was asking a sincere question. Like, Jesus, I really want to know what is happening. So if we look in the law, and this is where it gets tough, because that was a fair question, because Pharisees and the Sadducees, they had 613 laws to follow. 613. Imagine your teacher giving you a test with 613 questions. Would you pass? Who said yes? You're crazy. I, would, I don't know what I'd do after 250. I would probably just start staring at the tiles. Who knows what's going to happen? 613 laws, and you must follow every single one of them. Of course, they couldn't, so they divided an idea to break the laws up without God talking to him and doing them yourself into heavy laws and light laws, important laws and white lies. We can totally break these. Do you see a problem in that? Yes. So did James. James 2.10 says this, For the person who keeps all the laws except one is guilty as a person who broke all of God's laws. So there had to be a fix. Something had to happen. So Jesus, in verse 39, Jesus replied, You must love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And we know these things. We've heard these things. And of course, he's getting this from the Shema, found in Deuteronomy 6.4. Listen, O Israel, listen, people, my people. Listen. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. There is no other. There is no other. Verse 39, Jesus continues, you know, you know the answer, love God? Thank you, Gary. Anyone else? Love God. Love people. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. 613. Can you imagine sitting there and you're like, this man just broke 613 laws that I try my best to follow into two things. Loving God and loving people. You can probably imagine some people's minds, maybe their heads even exploded. We don't know that. But probably some people are like, what did he just say? That's so easy. That is so easy to do. But are we doing it? 
Are we actually doing these things? Because I, I ask you guys this question again, what is my purpose? So if we're really reading this, um, we had the Sadducees. So the first thing, the Sadducees, what was their purpose? The Sadducees, their purpose was their name, their title. It was important to them. Their well-being. You know, being a good Jew, being able to memorize the first five books, look at me, I can do that. It's pretty incredible. What they knew was their purpose. What they could prove was their purpose. You can honestly even say their religion, even though it was off, was their purpose. Do we fall in that trap? Is your purpose your sports? Is your purpose your money? Is your purpose having all the friends, all the likes, whatever it may be? I have some friends who's like, when you get a video game, you have to get the highest score to prove to everyone else how much better you are. Is that your purpose? Democrat, Republican, is that your purpose? The scary thing, the love of your own country, is that more important than God? Is that your purpose? So you see the Sadducees. Now we, we look at the Pharisees. What was their purpose? Because they were closer, they really were. <clears throat> they thought the law was the Lord instead of the Lord being the law. They memorized the Bible, pretty much at that time, they had the scripture. That was huge to them. So, and they're searching for the Messiah because they know he's coming. And so they studied this so hard. And that was their purpose, learning the law. So you can even say sometimes for us, you can love the Bible and not love God, which is crazy. There are some very proud people there's some very proud people that are like, hey, I know the Bible. Then why aren't you loving people with all your heart, mind, and strength and loving other people? And some of us, we fall in this category too. Because you look back and how sad this is. Imagine this for a second. Walk this through with me. They, how, how cool, first of all, in this room, how cool would it be to talk to Jesus? It would be absolutely amazing. Now imagine if your purpose is to find the Messiah, Jesus, and they're talking to him, and they missed it. Their whole purpose was to find him, and they missed it because they truly didn't love God, and they truly didn't love other people, and they missed it. So what is my purpose? What is your purpose? And it's basic and simple. There, there's two answers for me, Chris Birch, if you're asking. It depends. Are you a follower of Christ? Not a follower of the Bible. Not a follower of being a Baptist. But are you a follower of Christ or you're not? There's two things. Follower of Christ or you're not. If your main purpose is to follow God, follow Christ, it is to love God and love people. 
That's it. Even later on, Paul is writing this. This is Romans uh, 13, 8 through 10. Romans 13, 8 through 10. Owe nothing to anyone except your obedience to love one another. If you love your neighbors, you will fulfill this requirements of God's law. For the commandment says, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must, must not covet. Do you know what that, where those came from? Ten commandments. These and other such commandments are summed up with one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong, does not do wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Truly, truly love other people. When someone does something wrong to you, what are you supposed to do? Forgive them, which requires love. Love. And then again, this leads me to the next thing. If you're not a follower, your purpose, and this might be pleasing to a lot of you, your purpose is to whatever pleases you. But it will never fill you up. Look at me. If you're not truly loving God and loving people, nothing in this world will ever fill you up. You will constantly want more. And that is not our purpose. Loving God, loving people, will it be an easier life? Who knows? Maybe God has put you on a good path and it will be, but most of the time it's not. Loving someone that hurts you, can you imagine doing that? It stinks. Could you imagine loving someone that is later going to stab you in the back? Could you do that? Carly Burns spoke at Axis this morning. And she did a fantastic job of breaking down Jesus washing Judas's feet. He knows that this man is going to turn him in and lead to his death. And he got down and washed his feet with joy. Can you love other people? Now, I don't want you to take this away of me jumping on or attacking. This is a simple thing. Sometimes in our lives, we have to correct what we're doing. Hey, man! Thank you back there. Sometimes we have to correct our paths. Sometimes we lose focus, and it happens. We all do. What is my purpose? Because sometimes we, we look in the mirror, and we get locked in on me. I am my purpose, and that's not right. We find this in Mark 12, 32 through 33. Remember that Pharisee that started out with this question? He responds, the teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. So this is the Pharisee talking. You have spoken the truth by saying there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. So do you, that might not mean a lot, but you have to think that this man, this Pharisee, was living a totally different way. And then for him to admit to this man, this rabbi, who's Jesus, you're correct. I like to think that that man immediately turned. I don't know that. But really, if you're looking at the scripture, 
and you're reading it, he's admitting, he's offering this idea, you're right, to Jesus. So as the band gets ready to play, I want you guys to close your eyes. I truly want you to think real quick, what, you can close your eyes, I can see it, your eyes are open, thank you. Two ears. What is your purpose? Is it to love God and love people? Or is it to love yourself and love anything else? And as the band gets ready to play, I just want you to take a moment, and maybe it's you getting back on this path, and just have a little moment.